everyone, Jefferson Graham here, talking iPhones with the one and only Terry White, the evangelist for Adobe. That's that's your official title, right? Adobe Evangelist? It, it is one of many titles, but that, that one works. So the official title is Principal Director of Creative Providence. Both, both Terry and I are both speaking at the iPhone photography conference that Kelby One is putting on. And uh, Ter Terry will tell you about his session. And if you want, I'll tell you about mine as well. And uh, Terry uh, makes a lot of online videos. So it, you, I'm sure you recognize him. He recently bought himself one of those new Apple Vision Pro headsets. And he's been doing some pretty wild videos. So I'm sure he'll tell you all about him. All, all about his experiences, and we'll see some pictures. But for starters, Terry, tell everybody about what you'll be talking about at the uh, iPhone conference. So the iPhone conference, uh, iPhone photography conference, is great because I get a chance to step outside of my professional photography gear and get excited about uh, iPhone photography. And I, I normally do this conference, and I usually have two to three classes. This time I'm going to be doing two classes. I have one on creating the ultimate iPhone photography studio. I'll talk about that in a second. And the other one is just basically everything, every little tip and trick you need to know about the iPhone camera itself. So, you know, we're used to, we we press a button, we bring the camera up, we, we, we get our frame or our subject frame, and we press the button, and you take a picture, and that's great. But there's so many little nuances and so many little things that are hidden in that camera app, that, that, that's what I'm going to talk about in that, in that particular class. Now, in the studio class, uh, I'm going to be setting it up actually in my regular photography studio and showing the pieces that are you know, all optional that you can get to take professional photos with your camera so that no one would know the difference. So we're going to talk lighting. We're going to talk backdrops. We're going to talk uh, tripods and mounts. We're going to try over, over table mount, like all kinds of mounts to mount the camera, depending on what angle you need, and just all kinds of cool things that you can do in the studio. Okay. That's, people ask me all the time. Uh, you don't just run around with a phone like this. You must have all sorts of gear. You must have accessory lenses. You must have gimbals, right? Stuff like that. So you'll be talking about things like that. Um, I am doing the beginner's guide to the iPhone, everything you need to know about the menu, because there's so much in that menu, they don't tell you. Now, before we started recording here, Terry and I were talking about, we just bought new teleprompters, and there's no documentation, nothing. You're just left on your own, and that's what um, 200 million iPhone photographers are also left with. There's no documentation. They don't. There's nothing they tell you, and so it takes people like Terry and myself and Scott Kelby to uh, fill you in, right? Right, and and for a lot, for the majority of the world, their 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 phone, their camera on their phone will be the only camera they ever use. Most people will not go out and buy a separate camera. So if the phone, if if the camera you're carrying around in your pocket is going to be the only camera you're ever going to own and use, then why not get better at using it? And that's what this conference is all about. You'll learn from professional photographers that have been doing photography for much longer than me and people that have been doing photography on the iPhone exclusively and people that, are, of course, have adapted the iPhone into their professional workflows and just will teach you all kinds of things that make you go, wow, I never knew I could do that to take better pictures. Right. My, my favorite hidden tip 
for, for anybody who's listening is that hidden in the menu is the ability to turn on a grid and a leveler. Uh, it will prevent you from taking photos like this, like that. It will, it will ease you. And it's turned off. It, they won't tell anybody it's there. And, you know, turn it on. It really will make a big difference, right? Absolutely. Mine's on yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, mine lives there. Uh, we, a few questions are coming in from, let's see, what's Roy have to say? Are you using your iPhone cage more with your small selfie tripod? That's for me. Um, I haven't gone out, out a major shoot yet, but I will be next week. And I will be using the new iPhone cage, the newer cage, not the one from small rig. The one from small rig, the Bluetooth didn't work, and they have the worst tech support in the world. We've been, we've been Terry and I've been laughing about a lot of companies that have bad tech support, but nobody is as bad as small rig. Excuse me, small rig, the Bluetooth doesn't work. The, uh, what am I doing wrong? Could you send us a video and the serial number, please? No, just tell me. It, how do you make the Bluetooth work? Tell me what to do. I don't understand. What's the problem? And it goes on and on and on. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, Terry, I'm a long-running fan and hugely appreciate your work. Look forward to checking out any Apple Vision Pro stuff that you'll... Uh, I, I, I can't see the whole screen here. But um, I think he says he's looking forward to hearing more about the Vision, Vision Pro. Pro. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, why, why don't you tell, yeah, tell everybody about your experiences? So I'm a Vision Pro early adopter, version one, day one, ordering my own money, not sponsored. Uh, and I got it on a Friday that was originally available. And so if you head to my channel at terrywhite.tv, you'll see some initial short videos, literally like one minute. And then you'll see my in-depth review where you not only, and again, I like to call this my honest review because you see a lot of reviewers a lot of times that feel obligated to sell you on it, to make you feel excited about it. And I can be excited and I can also tell you what's not great and what, like I, I always joke, they have the one feature about it that I absolutely hate, which I talk about in the video. So um, my, my purpose of that video is to share, share my experiences, what I like, what I didn't like, what I think could be better and what I absolutely hate it. And also um, at the end of the video, I literally say that the Vision Pro is one of those products that I can't tell you you should get or not get because it's a very expensive product and therefore a very personal decision for each person on, A, if you have the money to do it, but would you even actually use it beyond the initial excitement? And so I cover all that in that video, and I think that's what you need to go watch if you're really interested in Vision Pro. My experience is I'm happy that I got it. I absolutely it. Um, and I feel like this is iPhone 1.0 all over again. If you, if you go back to the original iPhone, which I, I, I have one back here somewhere. Yeah, there's the box. So if we go back to the original iPhone, there's a cyber truck on top of it. Here we go. Uh, here it is. So this is the original iPhone 1.0 that I bought back in 2007. And if we go back to then... The original iPhone was considered expensive, 600 bucks. It didn't do a lot of things that even some smartphones did back then. It was only 2G. Uh, there was no app store. You couldn't move any apps around because they were fixed in place by what Apple decided you should have and shouldn't have. 
And, but at the time, it blew away all other smartphones and cell phones in this category. Okay, but 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 Terry, Terry, let's 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 be fair to the iPhone. It made phone calls, not well, but it made phone calls. It played music. Okay, it surfed the internet. It did the email. It did more than any flip phone could do at the time. It, oh, right. And that's yes. what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. So so people are trying to make the same. Uh, I remember these arguments back then. It's the same thing you were saying just now about Vision Pro. So they're like, maybe they have an Oculus or they have a Meta headset. You're saying, oh, I can watch movies in 3D. Oh, I can uh, I can play games. I can. So they cherry pick a feature and say that theirs can do it too. And just like back in 2007, I can make calls. My phone could browse the internet. My phone could do email. I have a black, it's got a physical keyboard. It even does something your iPhone doesn't have. But what people took took for granted back then and they're doing it now it's not any one of those individual things. It's how the whole thing worked together that was so unique and different and changed the world from what we knew phones back then to what we know today. Vision Pro is likely to do the same kind of thing. Feels like a 1.0 product, can definitely take some improvement, but I think it's that 1.0 product that we're now gonna see what the future's gonna be like. Like, I can't wait for version two because version two is probably gonna be lighter, less expensive, and do more. See, uh, I, I, I'm more skeptical. I, I think it'll be a successful product. I do not think it's going to be anywhere near what an iPhone is, or even an iPad, or even an iPad. It's a solitary thing that you put on your head. And now your videos of you doing Lightroom, you know, that's great. That's amazing. So yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm the guy who sits in front of the computer all day, just like you, editing and doing all sorts of things. So I could see it, but in my demo, I couldn't see how I would use it on an everyday basis. They didn't show me Lightroom in their demo. They didn't show me Photoshop. So why don't you talk about some of the face computing things that you've done that go beyond what they're showing people in their demos? Well, see, and I haven't seen their demo, so I don't know what they're not showing, but from what you just said, it sounds like they're not showing a lot of third-party or productive productivity apps. So first and foremost, uh, Vision Pro has two types of apps that it can run. It's that were designed and built for Vision, Vision OS, and it can run uh, existing iPhone and iPad apps that the developer hasn't literally turned off, because some apps just won't provide a good experience. So the developer will go in and say, nope, you shouldn't be able to install this on the Vision Pro because it just wouldn't be good. Uh, so for let's take Lightroom, for example. Lightroom on Vision Pro is currently the iPad app version. So I'm able to do everything in it with the exception of two features, uh, which we'll talk about in a sec. Uh, everything on it that I would do on the iPad, but I'm able to do it on a screen that's literally the size of my room. <laughs> Like if you look from whatever room you're in right now, from your field of view, from left to right, top to bottom, imagine a display that big in front of you. And it's, it doesn't have to be the only display. You can make it smaller and move it, or move it further back or off to the side and have a different app to the right and have another app up top, have another app on the floor. So the spatial computing is what Vision Pro is all about as opposed to just another entertainment device. As a matter of fact, had it been just another entertainment device that could play movies and games, I wouldn't have even been interested in it. I definitely wouldn't have bought it. 
So for me, it is that taking apps and running them natively, but also looking at my MacBook Pro and having it connect and taking my MacBook Pro screen and now making it the full size of the room to do all Photoshop, to do Premiere Pro, to do the editing that I would normally do on a much smaller display that I can now do much bigger. So those are the things that get me excited about it. Have you been one of those people who've taken the Vision Pro out for a ride in your car, walked down the street, been in the subway, take God on the Marta, anything like that? I don't see a single reason to do Right, just to be I silly. Can't think of. Again, I think a lot of people, of course, do things for clicks and, and likes and yeah. and just to stand out on social media. But even when I see people like sitting outside within a cafe with another person wearing one, I'm like, why? What what advantage are you getting sitting there with it on? And of course, the stupidest thing is driving with it. That's just yeah, uh, though you can you can see you can see through it though you can see you can see through it. But yeah. but here's the danger in that. Yes, you can see through it. But right now, I can see all the way to this left wall and all the way to this right wall, or left wall and then right wall. But with Vision Pro on, it's like looking like this. So you would have to turn your head constantly to see the traffic on the side. So even though, yes, you can see straight through it, it's still dumb and dangerous for people to drive with it. Okay, well, let's get back to the iPhone for a minute because Sheila wants to know when the conference is. I think we forgot to say it's February 28th and 29th. Uh, Terry is one of the, the yeah. Terry is one of the speakers. I'm one of the speakers. Rick Salmon, Scott Kelby, Eric Kuna, Lisa Carney, uh, Terry Sweeney. That's her name, right? And uh, Glenn, uh, what's his name? Lewis? Not not Lewis. Glenn Lewis. Lewis. Okay. A lot of really great people. It's $150 for the early bird. Uh, it will go up, uh, but you're still in early bird territory. So. And I believe that the all the sessions will be replayable for a year. You've been photographing on the iPhone back since the iPhone 4, I assume, or uh, that was the first real camera, I believe? Yep, I have. Yeah. I, got, I think that was the model that I had to take back to the store and convince them it had a, a flaw. Some iPhone 4s back then, and it, it wasn't every one. It was, it was like, so it was maybe 50 50. If you, if you brought up the camera and you took the picture right off the bat without doing anything, it was extremely warm. So your picture was basically had a yellow fit to it. And I got it and I was like, I just can't live with this constant yellow. No matter what you did in the settings, it was going to give you a yellow tint. So I got a small light box. I took it into the door to the Genius Bar. I, a friend of mine worked there, and I, he brought out. He came over, and I said, "Put your hand in this light box." And I took a picture, and I showed him how yellow it was. And he went back and got a different one. As we took a picture of that one, I said, "See, that one looks good." And he finally gave me one that worked, and that was my iPhone four story. All right, but now you're shooting on the 15 Pro Max. No, not the Max. The Pro. Not the. I can't yes, stand sir. the big socks. Okay. All right. I, I I've gotten used to it. I love them. But uh, I I had a 14, a 13 Pro Max, and I I remember I, saying to myself, I can't wait till the 14 comes out just so I can go down and do a smaller size. Uh, Terry, what did you know? Your audience uh, for your online videos about Adobe software are professional, a lot of mostly professional photographers, people who buy big cameras. 
And um, what's your message to them about you about getting great stuff on the iPhone? My message to them is professionals tend to buy big cameras and big lenses and lots of gear because up until the last few years, you needed all that to get a decent shot, to get a decent quality shot, I should say. Now it's about, well, it always has been about not so much the tool, but the person behind the camera. So we're at a point where now the processors are on the phone, giving us raw photos, they're giving us highly detailed 48 megapixel raw images. We're at a point to where uh, we can take ProRes video on the latest i15 Pro, uh, Pro phones. So the big camera advantage still is there. It still has some things that the phone can't do. And of course the lens advantage is still there. But I would say, depending on the type of photography you do, the vast majority of people will, like I said, will always have a phone and even professionals now should be tried to integrate phones into their work because there are just times where, and I hear this all the time from pros, I don't want to carry, that's why they went to mirrorless. I don't want to carry a big heavy camera anymore. Can I get something smaller and lighter? And and we'll, we'll be at like workshops out in the field. Some people will have their big pro cameras, some will have mirrorless smaller ones, and some will have phones. And the people that are shooting with phones are getting just as good as shots as the, as the professionals with professional gear. Yeah, well, I do my portraits, my paid portrait work on my Sony, 7200 millimeter lens, a A7 IV. Love it, it's fantastic. When I go to Paris, when I go to Nova Scotia, when I go, travel to places, there's nothing like an iPhone. There's nothing like leaving the hotel room in the morning with just a phone in your pocket. And you brought up a good point. If I'm if I bring someone in for a portrait shoot because I do portraits as well, I I'm going to use my Nikon Z8 and a 7200 millimeter lens with 24 to 70 on all f2.8 or, or better. And a lot of that is theater because if you pull out an iPhone for a <laughs> shoot, your client's probably going to question what they're paying you for because they're going to think I can just take this with a phone. What are you doing? So a lot of it still has to be, you have to give off that professional impression. And we're, we're a long way from being everyone just uses the phone and no one uses a professional camera. So I think uh, for professional work where a client is involved, yeah, keep shooting with the big camera because that's what they're mentally paying you for. Right. They want you to do something that they, they feel they can't do. Yeah, though I will say I did a bunch of portraits for a real estate agent who was giving thank you prints to his clients. I live in a beach community. I did the pictures at the beach. I pulled out my Sony, down at the beach, there was a big white sky behind them, uh, realistically, right? Then I took a picture on the iPhone. I had a nice fake blue sky. I said, well, which are they going to prefer, the white sky or the blue sky? And you know the answer. So I, I actually did the whole shoot on the iPhone. But but nine times out of ten, I would not show up to a paid gig with just the iPhone unless, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but for travel photography, for taking pictures of buildings, for street photography, people shots of all the things that you do when you travel, there's nothing like an iPhone. There isn't. And I will say, even in a professional gig where I'm using my professional camera, I will still pull out my iPhone to do behind-the-scenes video, behind-the-scenes shots, 
and just stuff that I'm going to augment the story with. So, because a lot of times you, you have the professional camera set up on a tripod, ready to go, and you don't want to disturb that to get something from another angle. So I might walk over with the iPhone and get that other angle, and they're still happy because they're they're standing or sitting in front of that big professional camera. They're good, so they don't mind an iPhone being used second as a second camera. What do we got here? I got another thing. Russell Brown shows that you can use the iPhone for professional quality photos. Yes, he is your colleague. He is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's, he's just doing mind-blowing stuff with the iPhone. Yeah, and and, and a Profoto $1,000 flash. And he's going to be speaking <laughs> at the iPhone conference about using, doing iPhone shots with the strobe. Um, Roy has another question. Yeah, he's, the, he's the only one I know that's, professional, that's using the iPhone for, with professional strobes regularly. Yeah. Because, like, like you said, Profoto... But for those of you who don't think about it or realize, in order to fire a strobe, you normally put a, a, a trigger on top of your regular camera, and the electronics in your regular camera, when you press the shutter, fire the strobe. There's no equivalent for that for the iPhone. So Pro Photo has made a way for an iPhone to do that with their app. The Bluetooth. Fire their strobes. Right. right, right. Well, his work is amazing. If you don't follow him, it's Dr. Is it Dr. Underscore Brown on Instagram? Or just Dr. Brown? I think so, yeah. Okay. And uh, Russell, just look him up. Russell Preston Brown, yeah, best best iPhone photographer in the world, as far as I'm concerned. I want to hear all about Terry right now. Terry, how many years have you been at Adobe? It will be 28 in July. 28 years. Okay. So did you begin as an engineer or as evangelist? I mean, tell me about... I began in a role that is that you would call today a solutions a, a system engineer or solutions consultant. Back then, it was a market specialist. So at the time, I was really uh, this was maybe Photoshop 3.0 around that time, and I was already teaching it on my own. I had my own training business, and so I was really familiar at the time, like, you know, enough to teach it and enough to know my way in, around Photoshop and, and or at the time, uh, PageMaker and at the time, Illustrator. So when a role became available in Adobe, my actual, my, it was a local Adobe rep that told me about the role and said, you know, she was tired of me bugging her. And she said, you should just work for Adobe. And so I, I. I was in Detroit at the time, and I just never figured uh, a kid from Detroit that worked for a big company out in California were, is still live in Detroit. And so I uh, interviewed in Chicago for it. I had an office in Chicago, and I got the position, and I was still remote in Detroit. And it was, of course, uh, the rest was history. It was a life-changing uh, career move. And at this point, you are making tutorial videos every day about different Adobe products, right? Not every day. I've just made a lot lately. <laughs> but part of my job is, is so if you, if you break my job down into three parts, it's uh, number one, I'm actually on a team called the community team. So my job is to be basically a community advocate, to be that person between the customer and Adobe's corporate, and and not just be sales and not just be marketing, but to take feedback from the community back to Adobe and help in that way. So not tech support, that's when you have a problem, you go to tech support. And not sales, that's when you're you know, working for a company, you want to learn about the new features and buy. It's mainly 
people that are in the community that are doing cool things and we highlight them at Adobe or they want to learn more and I create content for them. So that's the community side of it. The presentation side, now that, you know, um, uh, the shutdowns with pandemic or the pandemic are pretty much ended. I'm out and out and on the road again and doing live events and doing virtual events still like the iPhone photography conference. And then thirdly, creating video content and live okay. streams. Okay. And it's Photoshop, it's Lightroom, it's Adobe Express. It's do you do Acrobat and do you do Dreamweaver and do you do some of the other I stuff? Done, I haven't done some of them. I've done them all at one point or another in my career, but my primary focus in 2024 is is Express, Photoshop, and Lightroom. Now, I, and of course, Firefly, which is our AI technology. I can do InDesign, I can do Illustrator, I can do Acrobat, any of those products. Dreamweaver, not so much. I was never really a web developer or coder. Um, and Premiere Pro and After Effects, I can do those as well. But my primary focus are the three or four images. No, okay. so, so I I spending most of my time showing people Express and Photoshop Lightroom and Firefly. Tell us about the setup. Okay, so you're being photographed on a Sony camera right now, one camera on a tripod, right? Yeah. The ZV-E1, E10. E10. Okay. So ZV dash E10. Okay, and that's a 16 millimeter, two eight lens. F1.4. F14. Oh, so that's why the uh, bokeh is so good. Okay. And uh, is this the full frame? And actually, that's that's not a Sony lens. That's a Sigma. Lens. Right. Uh, the, you know, $300 lens at the time I got it. Where did they get the, where, where, where would you say you're getting the biggest, where are you getting the biggest audience? Oh, definitely on YouTube. Uh, my uh, my YouTube channel, I have a, a, a shorter URL, just terrywhite.tv, and my YouTube audience is a half a million. So that audience is much bigger than I have anywhere else. All right. Sounds good. And so, by the way, when I say half a million, I'm 495. You guys can push me over that half a million edge. Head over to terrywhite.tv and subscribe. Help me get that last. We just need 5,000 5, more. 5,000 right? more people. Yep. All right. So you heard it's it free. here. It's free. All you have to do is go there and yeah. click on a just subscribe just button. Subscribe. And and he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be bugging you with email every day. It's just nope. you know nope. we'll get a notification if there's a new video. So KelbyOneLive.com, uh, the iPhone photography conference. I'll be there. Terry will be there. Scott Kelby will be there. Eric Kuhn will be there. Two days of iPhone photography fun and education. I think we've covered how to find Terry online, but let's do it for old times' sake. TerryWhite.tv, right? That's my YouTube channel, yep. And all my social channels are Terry Lee White, and my website is terrywhite.com. And then right. if you go to terrywhite.com, you get to every, everything. It's all there. I'm at Jefferson Graham on Instagram um, and jefferson.gram on Facebook and uh, PhotoWalks TV on YouTube. And so I'm, I, don't, I have too many different, different names. We'll be back live again next Thursday at the same time with Mr. Scott Kelby himself. Terry Lee White, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having me.